I'm here at the University of Pittsburgh with Walter Goldberg and Rachel Filippini. Walter Goldberg has been a board member for the local clean air advocacy group, Group Against Smog and Pollution, since 1969, and Rachel Filippini is the current executive director of the organization. And we're going to talk about their legacy and an upcoming event at the National Aviary at the end of the month. So, Rachel, why is the event at the National Aviary and, say, not somewhere like the Cary Furnace or a, a, you know, a protest in front of a power plant? Sure. So the event you're speaking of is GASP Night at the Aviary on Friday, September 30th in the evening. And the reason we decided to have it at the aviary this year, beyond the fact that it's just a wonderful place to visit, um, is a throwback in a way to GASP's early days. In the 1970s, uh, GASP had a mascot called Dirty Gertie, the poor polluted birdie. And this mascot, um, this a person would dress up as Dirty Gertie and go to um, events and into the community to raise awareness about air quality. Um, there was also a Dirty Gertie award of sorts that was given to polluting industry to uh, shine a light on the fact that they weren't being a good neighbor. And there was even a Dirty Gertie cookie that was developed and it served as a fundraiser for GASP in the early days. Um, GASP would get Girl Scout troops and Rotary Clubs and all kinds of people to become volunteer bakers to make these cookies and then we would sell them and it, it would help, help us to fund the important advocacy and education work that we did in those early days. So we have a recording of the old public service announcement featuring uh, Dirty Gertie the Poor Polluted Birdie so let's take a listen. Dirty Gertie, the poor polluted birdie, says clean air is for the birds, and people too. Join GASP, P.O. Box 2850. Um, that uh, aired in the early 70s, I believe, um, and it was just a short sort of PSA uh, to kind of raise awareness about air quality in a, in a fun way. And kind of a fun little look back at Pittsburgh history and maybe a not so good time for air quality. Uh, and just for listeners of the Pittsburgh City Paper podcast who might not know, just give us a you know the quick, the quick and dirty version of what the group against smog and pollution does here in Pittsburgh. Sure. GASP, um, as you mentioned, has been around since 1969, and we are an education, advocacy, watchdog, policy-making organization. We work to improve air quality in southwestern Pennsylvania from all the various sources that are affecting us, whether it's a power plant or a coke-making facility, diesel vehicles, diesel equipment, um, wood burning, natural gas. We work on all of those things through education and advocacy. And Walter, you are a veteran of GASP. Uh, you've mm. been on the board uh, since the group formed, and you even were involved before then. So can you talk about the history of GASP and, you know, where Pittsburgh was air quality-wise when this group formed? This group formed because the air was so polluted that you couldn't see but a fraction of a mile, 
and though you couldn't see very far, you could smell the stench of the power of the elect- of the uh, electricity plants that generated the pollution. And I moved here as a postdoctoral student. Uh, got married was very troubled by the lousy air quality we had. So we held a meeting in 69. We held a number of meetings prior to 69, maybe 68, 67. I can't remember. But in 69, we, attend, we, we held one public meeting at which a resident of uh, the Squirrel Hill area formed this organization in the living room. We decided to give the organization the name GASP. But this person named Michelle Madoff was an extraordinary individual with a very aggressive personality that made her extremely successful at organizing uh, in a way that uh, people of my stripe uh, would not do. And I mentioned in our opening that we were here at the University of Pittsburgh. That's because we're sitting in your office in the old engineering hall on campus. So can you talk about um, what type of science you've devoted your life to? Well, I'm a kind of itinerant scientist. That is, I go from one thing to another. And uh, in those days, I was working on stuff entirely different from what I've been working on now. And I was uh, working on uh, something that's called phase transitions. What is a phase transition? Well, the war- let's suppose uh, it's a foggy day and the temperature drops and it rains. You're converting water va- vapor into water droplets. That's a phase transition. And now you mentioned that um, you know the air used to be so terrible that you couldn't even see a fraction of a mile. Um, One of the uh, promotional materials that GAS produced in the early 1970s was a short film that featured kids looking at um, the names of different neighborhoods written in chalk on a brick wall and also has Pittsburgh written in the middle in chalk and they're all talking about the neighborhoods and then one of the kids goes up and writes something on the wall under Pittsburgh. What does he write? He writes stinks. And I think um, at that time it was so chronic to have awful odors all over the region that it kind of epitomized how these kids felt. So let's take a listen to that. Springdale at? Keysport. Keysport. Clare. Glassport. I got something to add to this. 
So we've come a long way with air quality in Pittsburgh, but it seems every year there's a report coming out. Um, the American Lung Association State of the Air report comes out and says that, you know, Pittsburgh still isn't uh, an attainment for certain air quality standards. Um, so what work still needs to be done? Well, that's right, Ashley. Um, we certainly have improved a lot since GASP started in 1969, but we are still um, very challenged with poor air quality in our region. We have some of the highest levels of fine particulates or soot affecting our region. We are still out of attainment, for instance, for ground-level ozone. Um, We have high levels of air toxics in communities coming from various facilities. Um, So the reason GASP is still around 47 years later is because there's still a lot of work to be done. There are still industries out there that um, are polluting at levels that they shouldn't be. Um, There are lots of vehicles, diesel and gasoline vehicles, that could be cleaner, whether it's new technology or just new ways of thinking about transportation that's more efficient and sustainable. There is pollution from wood smoke um, and a variety of other things that's still impacting our region. So that's why we continue the work that we do today. Any specific projects that GASP is working on now? Well, um, One thing we continue to work on is to reduce diesel pollution. So we're working to um, reduce diesel pollution from construction activity in the city of Pittsburgh, both working with the city to implement legislation that will help to reduce diesel from construction work, working with um, various institutions to implement their own policies, working with school districts to make sure they have the proper signage to remind drivers not to idle. We are also um, looking at permits, um, looking to see if companies have the permits they need. Um, We look at compliance data from a variety of facilities and see if they're out of compliance. We continue to work on issues around methane pollution and making sure that the state and federal government um, regulate that for existing and new sources of methane pollution. So that's just kind of a sampling of some of the things we're working on. I think two of GAS's most important functions in the community is being a watchdog organization because we're able to look and see um, if certain regulations aren't being implemented, if permits aren't being um, uh, drafted, if companies aren't complying with the Clean Air Act. These are things you just might not know unless you do a little bit of digging, and it's important to do that digging and find out the answers to those questions. But, you know, we can talk about permits and regulations till we're, you know, blue in the face. But what really resonates with people and how you can get people to care about these issues is when you talk about public health. And, Walter, as a longtime member of the board, uh, what do you hope the legacy of GASP is here in Pittsburgh? We came into existence when citizens' environmental groups were sparse and non-existent in them in the main. We formed a model for how uh, a citizen's organization should work. And the key is that we always tried to be sure that when we made pronouncements, um, they were based on uh, accurate information. 
and I uh, hope and, and, and believe that environmental organizations that spring, spring up and are effective uh, throughout the United States and around the world, as a matter of fact. So let's circle back to the event at the National Aviary on September 30th. What can people expect? So I think this is going to be a really fun event for um, for folks to bring their family to. So your admission to this event um, will benefit GASP, but you will get to look at all of the exhibits that are at the National Aviary, look at all the birds that they have there. Um, you will get a few close encounters with some birds, like a penguin, I believe, and maybe a bird of prey. Um, you will get to hear from one of our uh, local bird experts, Kate St. John. Um, there will be activities for kids. There will be a silent auction. And last but not least, we will be honoring Walter Goldberg at this event with a Lifetime Achievement Award for all of his efforts over the past 47-plus years to improve air quality in southwestern Pennsylvania. Congratulations, Walter. Thank you. And finally, people will be reminded of Dirty Gertie, the poor polluted birdie. Sure. Um, we're not sure exactly how we are going to uh, reincarnate her for the event, um, but there will be some, uh, some way to remind us of her there. All right. Well, people can go to www.gasp-pgh.org. That's G-A-S-P-pgh.org. Is that correct? I can find out about the event there? Sure. It's right on our homepage. There's a link to more information and registration. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you. Thank you, Ashley.